Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Twerking? Foot fetishes? Body painting? Hey guys, this is the Blind Date After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. Don't go anywhere. I'm Maria Menounos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Hey, everybody. What's up? Welcome to the Blind Date After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. It's season one, and we are covering episodes one, two, three, and you got it, four. We are zooming into all the good stuff. I am your host, Regina Coles, and I am also a red carpet host and a singer-songwriter. So with all of that being said, let's get into what my initial thoughts are for Blind Date. Well, First of all, guys, I got to kind of warn you, uh, you know, I'm a little bit old school, but there's nothing wrong with old school, right? I mean, this show, I liked it. I like it. It's a lot more to be seen, of course, but I thought it was just way too many um, sexual innuendos in it, like right away, guys. Now, listen, hear me out. I think sex is sacred. And it's like the Olympics. When you, you know, want to go for that goal, you got to work up to it, right? You got to train. You got to prove that you're the best. So for me, that's how sex is. I don't want to just give it out on the first date. And a lot of these couples, to me, sex was front and center, number one, or you know, on their list. So let's get into our first couple for episode one. Christian and Peter. Well, their date was like really kind of awkward because the biggest thing that really shocked me with this day is when Christian told Peter, who, by the way, refers to himself as like a party boy. So, you know, he's just out for a good time. And Christian is, too. But when he she told him that on Thanksgiving Day, she caught her boyfriend opening up her laptop and looking on Craigslist to solicit hookers. Yeah, you got me right. Hookers on Thanksgiving Day while she's in the kitchen cooking turkey. Oh, my God. He's trying to have a party of threesomes. I guess as his Thanksgiving dessert. But to me, this was just totally tacky for her. I would never tell a guy that uh, I'm interested in or I want to be interested in me. A story like that, because she went on to say that she's a total pleaser, that she would do anything for the guy that she dates. So to me, she's making herself too easy And she's too much of a pleaser. So, girl, you know, have some confidence in yourself. You don't have to dive all in and tell everybody all the uh, dirt in your past relationships because 
that can be a turnoff. And I think eventually it was a turnoff because guess what? These two have not reconnected after that first date. So what do you think? Oh, well. Now, moving on to couple number two. This was Angelique and Slick, Slick, excuse me, Slick. Well, I'll tell you, this was one of the worst dates ever, the date from hell. Okay, first of all, Angelique was, uh, she admitted that she's bisexual. And Slick, he, you know, admitted that, He's a so-called ladies' man, but I really didn't see that because if you're a ladies' man, I think you have a lot more manners going for yourself. So anyway, this was like the date from hell. He was totally immature and a constant liar. And one of the things that Angela told him. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Right up front was that I can't stand liars. And he lied the whole time. He kept calling himself Slick 23. He kept trying to convince her that was his name. And she was saying, no, that's not your name. Tell me your real name. But he would never really admit to what his real name was. It wasn't until later on in the date when the producer actually told her his real name. And let me see, I wrote down some things because he was totally annoying. Well, first of all, <laughs> when he first laid eyes on Angelique at the start of the date, he said she was dressed like a Power Ranger. I mean, seriously, that is so rude and such a turnoff. Then the other thing was, I don't know why they went to a sex toy shop. What was that about? I mean, I don't need anybody pushing sex down my throat. And I mean, how did they even know that either one of them would like going to a sex toy shop? So that date was totally pretty wacky to me. I didn't like that at all. If I can intervene for one just quick second. This is Josh in the booth for the producer of the show. Um, Regina, how would you feel like if you were to go on a date and the man was trying to pressure this much uh, sexual innuendo into your face, would you feel comfortable whatsoever? Or how would you feel? I would totally feel uncomfortable. And I think Angelique came off as being really uncomfortable because, I mean, you barely know my name. You haven't told me your name. We're meeting for the first time. So I'm definitely uncomfortable with sex even coming up in the conversation on the first date. At that point, do you think he's just merely just trying to go for just a one-night stand, or you think he's looking more for a long-term connection? Of course, he was not looking for a long-term connection, Josh. He was definitely just out to have fun and a one-night stand. But I think, that most importantly, he wasn't really attracted to her. And so because he wasn't attracted to her, I think he did everything in his power to just really push her buttons and just be totally annoying. So that would definitely turn me off. 
and rightfully so. And I wrote down a couple of good uh, comments that she made about him. And she said that um, basically he was a little boy stuck in a grown man's body. And I totally agree. And the other comment that she made was that he was acting like a 15-year-old boy with his actions. He was acting like um, a boy that's going out for the first time on his first date. But like he's really not trying to impress the girl, but trying to impress his buddies instead. He was totally annoying, just totally silly, and she kept asking him, please tell me what your real name is. And so he came up with this fake name, um, Frederick, when we find out later on the producer uh, leveled with her and said his real name was Earl. But it got to a point where when they were in the hot tub and they were having drinks, he was so annoying with all of this silly banter coming out of his mouth that she just, and I don't blame her. I feel the same way. I would have walked out too and just ended that date. And so, Angelique, I got to give you, you know, the thumbs up on being a mature woman and just knowing that this guy was a waste of your time because, you know, he wasn't really ready to date uh, a mature woman. And act like a mature man and a gentleman. He was just totally, totally childish. And for me, any guy that does that is a tur- a total turnoff. So, yeah, that date was one of the worst dates ever. But I want to move on to something that's so very special to us here at AfterBuzz TV, and that's you our viewers. We just want to take the time out right now and thank you so much for your constant support of AfterBuzz TV. We are the ESPN of TV Talk and we totally appreciate you guys supporting us in every way that you can by going on to iTunes and giving us a five-star rating and also uh, liking us on YouTube, giving us the thumbs up. And guys, I always love to read your comments, and I do take my time to read your comments. So please keep supporting us here at AfterBuzz TV. We couldn't do it without you. Thank you so much. And speaking of supporting, we have a couple people in the chat. We'd like to give a shout-out to Blackpink Nation and Laura Spears for joining us on the show. All righty. So what's on their minds? They're just sending their salutations, and that's about all. Oh, okay. Well, anytime you ladies want to join in, send me a question or comment on anything about the show, anything that I'm talking about, go right ahead. And, you know, I would be curious as we move on throughout the show for you to, you know, come on in and let me know what your favorite um, couples were uh, their favorite date, your favorite dates, or anything like that. But anyway, let's move on to episode two. And I call this date the booty call date because to me, it was all about a booty call. So we have Kaylee and Chandler. And so first of all, um, Kaylee makes it known she is out for a good time. And she's looking for an F-boy which I took that to mean a fun boy. And I mean, we all ladies, I agree. I mean, I want to have fun on a date too. But um, 
she said, which I thought was weird, that she doesn't like guys with dad shoes. So uh, whatever. I guess that meant that she doesn't like guys that dress old. She might like a guy that wears a really nice uh, Nike shoe or something like that. But anyways, I thought that Kaylee dressed way too suggestive. I thought her outfit was really uh, skimpy and revealing. And Chandler, being the type of guy that he was, he likes to have a good time, too. And I think he honed in right on that, that she uh, just wanted to have a good time. And the problem that I have about this date or any date like this is why come to a date the first time and it's the first time you're meeting somebody and you're, as a woman, dressing too revealing in really skimpy clothes. To me, that just sends a different type of message to a guy. So for me, I didn't really like um, Kaylee dressing that revealing with Chandler. But anyways, um, they seemed to hit it off after a while. They went to a golf range, which I like the fact that they went to a nice, um, what I would say, open type of dating venue because if I'm going on a, a blind date, I definitely don't want to go any place uh, where I'm secluded because I want to feel safe. So I give them a lot of kudos for um, being in a nice pl public place where they both can kind of be themselves and feel relaxed and they were playing some miniature golf, which I love golf, so that was cool for me. But as the day progressed and they started doing tequila shots, which to me, when you're on a first date or any date and you really don't know the person you're with, I want to be in control of myself. So alcohol, you got to be careful. I'm like very careful uh, when I go out. Well, I don't date anymore because I'm married. But when I was dating, I tried to make sure that I limited my alcohol, especially when I'm out with somebody that I don't know, because you just really want to have all your senses, you know. But anyways, um, I think they got, as the date went on, they got like a little uh, loose, you know, um, doing a truth or dare. And he asked her, he put some whipped cream on his nipple and asked her to lick it off. And that, to me, totally grossed me out, and I thought that was just too inappropriate. I mean, call me old school or whatever. I just feel like on a first date, that's just not something I'm going to do personally <laughs> is have my date squirt whipped cream on his nipples and then ask me to lick it off. So, Kaylee, girl, I was not feeling you on that one, not at all, but Obviously, they like something about each other because um, after that date, now they didn't say they went on a second date, but they did say that they are texting. And one thing that Kelly, I have to say, Chandler had going for him was that he travels a lot. And so that's great. I like a guy that's worldly and gets out 
and, you know, explores and sees the world. And so I think that really pulled her in. And so uh, it's my understanding that they're texting and they're planning a trip because uh, he really impressed her with the fact that he went to France and the Netherlands. So I definitely like a guy that also says that he's got some money. Well, of course, girls, come on now. Don't hate on me for this one. We do like a guy that can, you know, lavish a few nice things on us so, and himself. So that one was definitely, definitely a plus with me that he's a traveler and he seems like um, a fun guy that will be willing to spend some money. So we'll see if we get an update on that later on in the season. So... Josh, do we have anything going with the live tra- chat? Any questions? Um, none so far. Just another person joining on the chat, Tonya Ar- uh, Tanya Arnett, saying hello to you. Oh, well, thanks so much. I'm glad all the ladies are saying hello. So let me um, go to couple number two. Now, this was John, at, and he's Asian, and Gary. So they were the first couple that was a diverse couple. So I really love that about the show, that they're mixing it up with the diversity. And I have to say, this was one of my favorite couples. Why? Because they approach their date a little slower and a little more what I would call old school. They kind of, you know, took their time uh, meeting each other. But From the initial introduction, John was totally smitten with Gary, and I can't blame him because Gary was really adorable, and I found him very attractive. And um, the thing about these two is that um, they seem to be opposites, but there still seem to be a good chemistry between them. But the thing that I didn't like about this date and that I wouldn't like on any date that I went on, is for somebody to try to jump into the business of what my personal love life is right away. And this is what John did. And um, let's face it, John admitted that he um, is, you know, pretty conceited, full of himself. He thinks he's a Don Juan or whatever. And so um, right away, he wanted to know about Gary's love life by asking him how long had it been since he had sex. And I'll tell you, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know about you, but anybody asking me that kind of question on the first date is probably going to be the last date with me. (laughs) Because I think that's too personal. It's none of your business how long it's been since I had sex last or whatever. But uh, Gary, being the gentleman that he is, um, did give him an answer. And he told him it had been quite a few months. Well, that answer apparently wasn't good enough for John because he came back with a negative response like, oh, you know. So to me, when I'm in that kind of situation, I would just not really um, answer the person and I would just try to move on to something else, in which they did. So I liked their first date, which was painting. And so that was kind of innocent and um, no pressure, so to speak. But they did kind of paint each other 
in ways that they saw each other, like John painted Gary like a lot of different pieces of his personality that he thought he knew. And Gary, I thought, was very insightful uh, about John, saying that he thought he was more of a tough guy, his persona uh, out front, but deep down inside, maybe not such a tough guy. But as the date went on, I felt like... um, John was too controlling, and I don't like anybody being too controlling of me on a first date. I don't like anybody, period, in a relationship being controlling. You know, I think um, he was just pushing it too far and too fast, and I felt like that the two of them, even though they had chemistry, that they would have some problems because uh, John— is definitely what you would consider to be an alpha male. But one thing that really struck me, uh, and I put down a comment that Gary made, is that he was saying that um, he likes to explore open relationships. And he was saying that in the gay community, that it's the thing. And so I really don't know. So anybody out there that's on um, the chat, let me know. Because is that a thing in the gay community, Uh, open dating? Because he said everybody was doing it. And John seemed really surprised by that. And so did I. So I'd really, really like to hear about that. But otherwise, these two... um, Seem to be great, like I said. They seem to have some chemistry, even though I have some concerns about John. But what turned me off as they progressed into their date is they went body painting. And come on, is that something that you really do now? Go body painting on a first date? I could not even imagine myself taking my clothes off, going into some studio, And body painting, that's just something that I would be so totally uncomfortable doing. If I can ask a question real quick. Um, Do you think that it's just the change in times where people are a lot more comfortable with their sexual nature and their own, like, body consciousness? Do you think that's just pretty much a good ideal for a first date nowadays compared to back in the day? What do you think? No, I don't think that it's uh, the sign of the times, even though, you know, sexuality has gone to a new level because of the internet and people are more open. Uh, I think it's just this particular show and something that they're doing. Uh, and I do have some news in regards to that because a lot of people uh, were, you know, had a lot of different comments were all over the place on social media about uh, the body painting, the sexual innuendos and The date's just right away in the door. It's all about sex up front. And to me, whatever happened to the good old-fashioned way of getting to know the person that you're interested in, getting to know them as a person, getting to know um, how they think, their mind, and everything like that. Like I said at the beginning of the show, I think sex is sacred, And I think it's something that you should cherish because it's your body. And I just think you don't give it away to everybody just freely overnight or 
in the uh, the moment of a whim. I mean, you know, we all can get in those kind of situations. But sex is golden to me. And I just think you should at least wait a few more dates at least before you, you know, hop into bed with somebody. What do you feel? Josh? So, um... I personally feel that you should always have time before you like actually getting to know somebody because if you just hop on like just automatically go into that mindset in the first date, you're not really looking for anything, you know, special or any type of connection to it. You just want to get some action going and just really get it going. And that's pretty much it. In my personal experience, like with my girlfriend now, we went on maybe I would say seven or eight dates before we actually did have sex. So it's just pretty much just like trying to get to know her, just trying to really see the chemistry and everything. And then when it felt right and when it felt good, we just got it going. But then other than that, like in my personal opinion, I just think you should a person should wait at least. And it's been my experience that um, that's the best thing to do. Patience is a virtue because. Everybody or like girlfriends that I know, um, people my daughter's age, when they jump into sex right away in a relationship, guess what happens? It doesn't last. And a lot of, uh, I know a lot of younger women, and they always ask for my advice when they start dating guys. And uh, they'll say to me, oh, well, we had sex on the first date. And I try not to cringe when they tell me that because I know what the next thing is going to, you know, the next thing that's coming out of their mouth is like, well, we had sex on the first date, but that was two weeks ago and I haven't heard from them since. And I'm like, ah, well, definitely that's a quick booty call. And so then they get into this situation where they're calling the guy nonstop and he's not returning their calls or if he returns their calls, he's not setting up the second date. And so why would you um, put yourself out there so quickly, so easily and give, you know, up your body and give up the sex? And then at that point, the person isn't interested. They move on to the person who's given them more of a challenge. And I speak for uh, not only myself as a woman, but for guys that I know. It's the same thing. You just, but women, it affects us even more with guys. I mean, seriously, ladies, if you don't take any of my advice, I know from experience, don't give it up too quick. Hold back the prize. Hold back the gold. You won't be sorry for it. Because if he is really interested in you, he's going to hang out. He's going to stick around. He's going to uh, learn how beautiful you are, not only on the outside, but the inside, and love your mind. And then you're going to be on his mind all the time. And believe me, he ain't going nowhere. <laughs> So that's my advice on that. So right now, i like to get into a little news. After Buzz TV News. Well, since its debut on November 18th, 
The Internet is ablaze with comments that Blind Date is a secondhand embarrassment to the original show, which aired highly successfully nearly 10 years ago. Critics say the show promotes sex, hot tub romps, guys and girls in skimpy outfits, and lots of alcohol. So, do you think they should tone down the sexual innuendo or what? So, Josh, I know that you revealed to me that you used to watch the show. Now, everyone out there, Josh, is young. So, But he said he used to watch the show when he was about, what, 10 years old or so? Or what? About so, yeah. Wow, okay. It was just one of those things where I just, you know, watching the older incarnation of Blind Date, for me, watching that as a kid, I'm just like, okay, these are pretty much the do's and don'ts of what to do on our first date. And it's actually served me very well, especially in my adult life. And mm-hmm. obviously, um, I live in a household full of women. So, of course, oh. learning how to respect women in that sense actually tremendously helped me out as well. But seeing, like, all the stuff that happened within the original incarnation of mm-hmm. the show, um, I saw a lot of things where it's just like, okay, maybe I shouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Or like, okay, that's like a good idea for like a first date type of thing. Like going on to like uh, zip lining or like rock climbing or anything like Okay, that. what are the things that you felt you shouldn't do? Uh, obviously not doing uh, body shots of a person the first date. <laughs> <laughs> like in the picture like on in the screen. Picture as well. And, right? uh, you know, just not pretty much from the more of the uh, perspective of just like not acting like a total douche but being gentleman in a sense and just really trying to make a connection and make a conversation okay so now have you ever been on a blind date i have not but this technically i would say yes because uh my current girlfriend now and i met through bumble and oh, so, dating you know, app. It's a dating app, yes. And the only way you can actually see who they are is just by the picture. But as we all know, especially in this day and age with catfishing and everything, mm-hmm. we're not really 100% sure if the person behind the screen is who they are. Exactly. And so that, I guess, could be a blind date. Thankfully, mm-hmm. in my case, it wasn't. And, you know, my girlfriend and I have been really great together for like the past two and a half months now. And uh-huh. so it's just been really great. So I guess technically, yes, it was a blind date. But I'm just glad it wasn't like a catfish scenario. Well, at least you got to saw her see her picture excuse me but um you know like you said pictures can be misleading because people will post a picture from high school on a a dating site and to turn it on you have you ever been on a blind date before never would you ever go on no no i've been married for so many years now i don't even know what a blind (laughs) (laughs) but my husband and i we do go on dates Mm. but i've never been, been a big proponent of blind dates because I really need to see what I'm getting into. However, I tell you what, I've kissed a whole lot of frogs before I found my prince. <laughs> so <laughs> so I feel like some of the dates that I did go on were blind dates. Because once I went on that date, I was like, oh, my God, I must have been blind to ever agree to go out with this clown. You oh, know? wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, there you go. But anyways, um, yeah, so uh, have you seen the show? Currently not yet, but okay. I will have to check it out soon. Okay, so that'll be interesting as we go uh, along throughout uh, the season. Uh, I want you to check out an episode so that you can give us all your thoughts because, Josh, you have some great wisdom. I love it. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> and good luck with your new relationship. Oh, thank you so much. I really do appreciate that. Yeah. So moving on, guys, to episode three. And this was a 
couple named Lexi and Kevin. And Lexi is a construction worker, or she works in the construction industry, and Kevin was uh, works in automotive. And so the thing that really uh, struck me, again, with this one is she had on a super skimpy outfit, like um, almost Daisy Dukes in a short, revealing top with the boobs hanging out. And um, the thing about this date is she was like wondering, and I'll ask you this, Josh. When you first meet somebody and you're going on a date, whether it's a blind date or not, how should you greet that person? You should always, I feel like my personal experience, you should always greet them as uh, just a simple handshake. Just hello, my name is uh, Joshua, and very nice to meet you. Mm -hmm. Just go on like that. I mean, I really, me, myself, I don't really like to give hugs on a first date because I just want to have that, you know, boundary between myself and a girl, especially because I don't know how they feel about personal space and everything. So I always try to just reach out for a handshake. At least I know that'll be safe at least. But as far as just like coming in for a hug, uh, Mm -hmm. I always think that as like a definite, just like, no, just gauge personal space first and then see where it goes. And if you can give a hug, then definitely do. And I agree with that because um, I think, uh, when you get into a hug with people, unless you know them, I think you should just greet them with a handshake because sometimes a hug can lead to more than a hug. It can lead to a pat down. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes when uh, a person hugs you, and I've had this happen to me before, a person that I didn't know, a guy or something may hug me. And the next thing you know, he wants to kiss me on my cheek. And I'm like, uh, excuse me, where is this coming from? I mean, I don't think, even though it might be harmless, I feel like you don't know me well enough to kiss me on my cheek. But then I guess that has to do with just some customs as well. Mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of European nations that actually do uh, yeah, go in true. for a hug and a kiss as well, but they don't mean it as like a like a sexual thing. It's just more just like a friendly thing, like a peck on the cheek. It's like, hey, hello, how are you? Like that. So I know... There are some people who do embrace that custom, but then mm-hmm. obviously uh, a lot of people, especially myself, knowing a lot of people here in Los Angeles, there's not a lot of just like physical to physical con- you know, like conversation or anything. It's sure. just mainly a handshake more than anything. Yeah, but this kiss, you know, I've experienced kisses where it's like a deep barrier face into the cheek. And to me, that's like totally inappropriate. But one thing about this couple, Kevin, he did ask Lexi how she felt about the Me Too movement. <laughs> Wonder why he asked that. That's, uh, you know, just to, I, one of those things where he's just trying to gauge what to do. I mean, it's not the best way to gauge it, but I I guess it's a way. I wouldn't def, I, I wouldn't recommend it, but hey, he's, that's his tactic, so let him be. Well, I thought it was, uh, it was okay to me for him to ask that, but I I thought about uh, several different scenarios as to why he would ask that because I felt like, um, I mean, are you trying to get physical? And so to me, a guy asking me, how do you feel about me too on a first date? I'm like, okay, are you giving me the heads up in some way? So maybe you're trying to ask me, am I one of these women who, you know, if you try to get a little touchy-touchy, filly-filly with me, I'm going to be okay with it. 
Or am I one of these type of women like, no, I don't want you to uh, hug me. I don't want your hand on my shoulder and that kind of thing. So, I mean, maybe in that way, if you're asking somebody that, you're setting boundaries. But personally, I don't want to go out with anybody that's got to come across, you know, like it's a me too date, (laughs) you know. But speaking of dates, I didn't like their date. They went to a cryo club. And why go into some kind of freezing cold chamber on your first date together? To me, that's just cooling things off. That that would be a total turnoff for me. And I think it was a turnoff for her because um, she rated him a six and a half, which that's not saying too much, six and a half. And uh, definitely the date was pretty boring. And it didn't really go anywhere. And as a matter of fact, this couple never responded for any type of follow-up. So there you have it. Moving on to couple number two. This was my favorite, one of my favorite couples. And this was Jamil and uh, Tyranny. And so Jamil, the one thing about Jamil that I didn't like and I don't like with guys in general is he had a man bun. I don't like man buns. I'm I'm like leave the buns to the women guys. I mean to each his own, but that's like a turn off for me. But anyways, uh Jamil uh was a really nice guy, Tierney. Uh they had great chemistry together. And what I liked about Jamil was like he was a really easygoing guy, and he was an honest guy because Tierney um, pretty much told him that she had really bad relationships and that every guy that she dated had cheated on her. And, you know, I can feel for you, and I think everybody that's been in a relationship, including myself, we've been cheated on. And that is not a good feeling to... um, be cheated on by anybody that you're, you know, spending your time with and trying to build a relationship with. And so Jamil, liking his honesty, did admit to Tierney that he cheated in his last relationship. He also said that he um, had just come off that last relationship. And so that made me and would make me a little leery if I was Tierney because I would feel like can this guy really be trusted? Because, you know, once a cheater, the premise is you're always a cheater. So that would really make me leery. And then the other thing that I didn't like is, um, am I a rebound? Because anytime you get in a relationship, and I know this from my experience, I try to steer clear of a guy that just broke up with somebody. Because you don't know if they're really broken up. Because I've been in situations where you might like somebody and they're, oh, yeah, I'm done with her. I'm done with him. And then all of a sudden, they're back with that person or they're sneaking around with that person and they're dating you. So that is definitely not cool. And I don't like that. So from my experience, I would tell tyranny to be careful because, you know, You don't want to be a rebound. None of us want to be a rebound. 
But they were my favorite couple because they had an amazing chemistry. They were so cute together. And I love uh, the fact their first date. Now, to me, this is what a clean date. I mean, you can have a little sexual, you know, uh, flirtation, but not nothing that's like tasteless. But they went twerking. <laughs> and that was like. It was funny, you know, and it was enjoyable. But the thing that I learned about twerking that I didn't know is that it originated from Africa, and it's a fertility dance. Did you know that, Josh? I actually did not know that, no, but I do know that there are a lot more uh, twerking classes now because I know that's one of those dances where it really gets a lot of the uh, <clears throat> aerobic uh a lot of aerobic and a lot of like uh, cardiovascular type of movement to your body and everything. So I know there's a lot of those type of classes now with like uh, Zumba and everything like that. Right. So, I mean, I really don't mind it at all because uh, uh, now it's kind of one of those mainstream things where a lot of people do it as a class or just like a recreation. So, uh, you know what? Okay, yes. But all that good. is an interesting fact. I did not know it was a fertility dance. Yeah. But in this case, yeah, it would make sense though. So that was something interesting we got from the show, some educational uh, information. So, uh Updating on uh, Jamil and Tierney, they're on to their second date. So we wish them the best. <laughs> yes. So quickly, uh, we're going to go into our special segment. So I thought it would be fun to come up with my top three dating shows ever. It could change, people. Tell me yours at some point. So number three is Love Connection. And that has been rebooted by Andy Cohen. And, of course, that's where um, the bachelor, bachelorette, they sit with the host, and then they talk to the intended person on screen. Then moving on to number two, my favorite, and this was a popular show when I was growing up, the dating game. That was so much fun because this is definitely like a blind date, but being able to interview them with a screen hiding, um, you know, who they are. So the dating game was one uh, bachelor or bachelorette, and they had a choice of three different people, potential people, daters, to choose from, and they asked them a series of questions, and at the end of the show, they picked that special number that they felt would be the right match. And then, of course, the ultimate dating show for all of you millennials, especially is The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. And I don't think I have to go into any explanation for that one. So please, if you have your favorite dating shows, go on YouTube, leave me a message, and I'll give it a shout out on our next show. So moving on to episode four, Save the Best for Last. This is my favorite couple, Teak and Devon. They were absolutely adorable. And the thing that I really loved about these two is opposites attracted. And I feel that way about myself because me and my husband are total opposites. When I first met him, he wasn't my type. <laughs> I'll be honest. He wasn't the type of guys that, guy that I had dated in the past. But he absolutely won me over and charmed me with his personality among other things and I think that's what happened with Teak 
when she met Devin. He was uh, not her type physically. She's out for big, burly guys, the Viking types with the long beard, etc. And um, Devin is like a smaller guy and not really what you would call muscular, but he is built, I'll have to say that. But he is so much fun and so lovable, and they found out that they had a lot in common, like reading books. And, you know, that's the key, folks, to having, even if you're opposites attracted, having things in common. Uh, so they had a lot of things in common, and uh, they had a great date. Because what I love most is that Devin was a gentleman. And Teak was willing to go along with it all the way, and she appreciated him being a gentleman. And one thing about Teak is she comes from a Mormon background, so figure that one out. So she was telling him all this stuff, and uh, to me, right, I'll tell you again, I don't, on the first date, I don't tell anything about my personal business and what I'm doing. But this couple was just absolutely adorable. And I'll have to say the most shocking moment, scandalous moment, sexiest moment, was when <laughs> Devin came out in his swimsuit. That was outrageous. If you haven't seen it, you don't want to miss that. And the best comment of the show uh, was when Teak said that maybe Devin was the man that she never knew she needed. And I thought that was so sweet and so heartfelt, but, but smart girl. Because sometimes you got to realize that, hey, maybe this person is what, I'm, what I need. And so there you go. I just really enjoyed uh, reviewing these first four episodes. Josh, I cannot believe time is... Uh, Almost over here. I had so much fun. Yeah, and we'd like to give a little, one more shout out to all our viewers, especially Blackpink Nation, Laura Spears, and Tanya Arnett. Thank you, ladies, so much for joining. And I definitely hope that you will continue to join and spread the word about the Blind Date After Show. So, you know what? I'm going to get into a f- quick prediction. After Buzz TV predictions. So my prediction is that they we're going to see a lot better dates, more quality, and less of a sexual push. I'm hoping. I'm keeping my fingers crossed. But either way it goes, it's going to be all good, and we're going to break it down for you right here on After Buzz TV. It's been a pleasure to be your host for the Blind Date After Show. I'm Regina Coles. And you can find me at Instagram, at Regina Coles, and on Twitter, guys. So have a happy Thanksgiving, and I'll see you next time for the Blind Date After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. Bye-bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 